Oh man, I think we just spent like 20 minutes talking about poppadoms. This is Show Focus, a show about podcasts. We explore the world of podcasts, reviewing them, recommending them, and enabling you to know what to listen to next. This week on the show, we talk about a fairly new podcast, Off Menu, by James Acaster and Ed Gamble. This is one of the funnier ones we've ever heard. Strap in for a good one. Shall I record the intro at the intro? <laughs> for once. You know what? That would actually uh, make sense. Make, make sense. They always do it. Do by Friday. I've heard them do it because it's sometimes in the after show. Alex Cox always does it at the end. Really? Like at the end of the after show. She's like, wait, I'm going to record this. And then just says it. And then everyone makes for me, uh, everyone makes fun of the way she says challenge. Challenge. Which apparently John Syracuse started. Oh really? Yeah, he was on he was on one show and he just he he sort of mentioned it and it and it went off. Did you listen to the um they did a they they uploaded an after show into the main Dubai Friday feed? Okay. Yeah, did you listen to it? No. Because it is just amazing. It is Merlin Mann at his best. Yeah, just it's like a few weeks back, I think. Just I've listened to it like four times already. It's just so funny. Have you heard Anchor's been bought by Spotify? You bloody kidding me! Ugh. I know. Uh, I saw this and I was like, "Uh oh!" So, for those who aren't in the know, we host our podcast on Anchor um, because it saves all of the hosting and sharing onto different networks and um, doing all of that, and they do all of all of that for you and kind of their. Their business model at the moment is um, every podcaster can do it for free. So it's free to host a show there. It's free to upload as many files as you like, um, as many episodes. It's, you know, completely free for us. But in in the US anyway, they host uh, like sponsorships. So they act as kind of like a broker between the creator and, you know, the companies who are sponsoring. Um, And so take a little bit of a cut for that. But in the UK, they haven't released that yet. So... For us, it's kind of a, a really good way of hosting it for free. Yeah. Uh, and that cool landing page, if any of you guys have been there, that allows you to share it to, you know, to listen to this show on any of the podcasting apps and all of that stuff it does for us. Um, and this week they got bought by Spotify, um, which I, I'm not sure how I feel about. It, it, could, it could either sort of provide the funding for Anchor to do well and thrive or... It could start to get locked down and and not be such a good deal for us. Yeah. So I think Spotify, the way they're doing it is they're saying that, hey, you know, we can democratize media, if you like. So uh, everyone pays less and everyone gets more, which is kind of how they're talking about it. And it's better for the creators and all that stuff. But yeah, I don't know. One of the worst things I can think they can, you know, possibly do is say that they're going to run ads and then people have to pay premium memberships to to listen without ads. A bit like Spotify yeah. works, really. I think at that point, we would just go and host it somewhere else um, just to yeah. sort of regain that control. Yeah. I th- what's good about podcasting is that, well, we, we host the domain. We have all of the recordings uh, and can run away as soon as we like. Whereas I suppose, you know, YouTube, they've got everything. They've got your following. They've got, well, all of it. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be a tough one. We're going to have to keep an eye on it, I think, uh, and go from there. But I thought that was just interesting, something that popped up in the news this week. 
Yeah, look, we'll now yeah. keep an eye on that and see how that goes. So, uh, yeah, it, it could either be kind of okay or terrible, depending on which way they, they want to go with uh, with Anchor. Yeah, so they bought the overarching company that owns Anchor and a few other things. They paid $230 million for them. Wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. For, for a company that very few people have heard of, that is really, really quite impressive. Hey, it's Future Callum here. We, uh, I'm diving back in. I'll cut that. Hey, it's Future Callum here. We realised we completely forgot to tell you what to listen to for next week. So uh, we're going to cover Serial next week, one of the most downloaded shows of all time and uh, one of you and I's favourite shows. So be sure to listen to that and we're going to cover it next week. Let's get into it then. So this week we're listening to um, or have listened to Off Menu by James Acaster and Ed Gamble. I think they're two very well-acclaimed uh, comedians, both still quite young, actually, and very funny. They've, you know, been on... I've seen them first at Live at the Apollo and Mock the Week. Definitely, um, yeah, great. Uh, Acaster, I've seen a lot of his um, his stand-up stuff, and I really, really like it. His style is just... It's just awesome. I, yeah, I really like the way he does comedy. Yeah, and I think they are both are really good friends, and that shows throughout the show. Uh, anyway, they're, they're kind of overarching theme for this is uh that they invite guests on both kind of food critics and other comedians and you know they had a poet on for their first one uh and all of these people and asked them about food and what i found really interesting was how much you can find out about a person by you know listening to what food they like and you know that sort of thing so well exactly the the premise of the show is you can pick um your sort of your perfect menu your perfect meal um and you can choose from sort of any food or any restaurant you've ever had and so you start to get into sort of um people that so you start to get into sort of people's favorite restaurants uh where they went as kids or uh one meal they had once that they really enjoyed and so you can sort of it sort of branches out from that menu Guests have to choose from uh, their favourite starter, main, side, dessert and drink. Uh, and so, you know, it works out about an hour each show and it is always very funny. I think a lot of that is just these two. Like their chemistry is amazing. Uh, they're both very funny people. Um, Ed kind of plays the traditional interviewer. And so yeah, asks a lot of questions there. James uh, James Acaster, he is the the funny, very silly one. He has a, a very funny joke where he pretends, well, pretends to be the waiter and a genie at the same time. Maybe we'll cover that in a bit. It's funny. <laughs> it isn't sounds it? so strange unless you <laughs> actually listen to it, but it honestly is a it's a funny bit. Yeah. Yeah. So the three we we listened to were episodes one, two, and three. So they had Scroobius Pip on to start, who is uh, a very famous poet and a podcaster someone i'd never heard of and so had to look up um but he's a very funny man uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't even know what he did i just listened to the episode and really really enjoyed it yeah that was really what i found funny is i didn't look this up until after i had heard the show but still got so much out of it um he's quite a funny guy as well but um yeah it's like don't even know who these people are yet their conversation is still you know funny and interesting um yeah they yeah so he's a rapper podcaster and actor Oh, and he owns a record label as well. Yeah. Uh, But one of the funniest things we'll dive into with episode one was that he used to work at Pizza Hut, didn't he? Oh, that was great. Yes. Yeah, that was was brilliant. 
So his favorite, his main anyway, was um, a pizza, but it was with a base that he'd invented and he called it the Meadsy base. That's his surname. Um, and yeah, what what was it again, Ewan? Uh, so it was, it was, I think, a thick base, then cheese, was it? There was oh, some no, no. kind of filling. That was it. It was two thin bases okay. with a layer of cheese through the middle. So it was like yes. a stuffed base. And oh, then sounds so good. I don't know whether it is actually good, whether it sort of soaks through the bases or not, but it, it sounds incredible. Yeah, and then they stuff stuff the crust for good measure. Uh, <laughs> so much cheese. <laughs> the calorie count on that must just be ridiculous. I know. And he, he was saying how he'd have uh yeah, a large one of these for his main. And I, I was absolutely dying at this point. And he elect uh, I think this was about ten years ago, it was one of his first jobs when he was uh seventeen or something like that. And he uh, got really, really annoyed about three or four years later when Domino's brought out something similar, similar, and and kicked off. But yeah, that was quite funny. Claim Hatton on that. Just be like, yeah, I invented that. Copyright, please. Can I yeah. have money? <laughs> Where's the dollar? <laughs> but yeah, that was what was really funny is that you know they, they talk about food and yet have gone right into his history and you find out some stuff uh, about him that maybe you wouldn't hear on any other show uh yeah i really enjoyed it it was very good yeah yeah that that episode as a as a starting episode was was definitely a strong one yes they so to go a little more into james acaster's role here is that ed gamble the the picture they paint is that ed gamble is interview you know sat at a table interviewing whoever's on the show um and james acaster is the waiter slash genie so obviously it has to be a genie because they're asking for food that is only available, you know, perhaps at one place on one day. <laughs> and one time, yeah. Yeah. And so it, only a genie could get that for him. Uh, and then a waiter who is bringing in, in this food and kind of like pretends to take the order as they go through it. Um, and then a waiter that sits with them and potentially <laughs> eats as well. It's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, they say he's one of the creepy waiters who kind of loiters and gets involved in conversation. Um, yeah, it it was so good. They also have a thing at the beginning where they're like, Papa Tom's on bread! Uh, and, oh, yeah, that, that start is sort of after the second episode, and I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Papa Tom's on bread! Um, <laughs> and this is, you know, restaurants often bring things for the table, don't they? And it is Papa Tom's on bread, and so ask about this. Um, yeah, so they they kind of have a lot of these funny quirks and little jokes that they they go on throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah, the second guest they had on was Grace Dent, another person I'd never heard of. Um, yeah, but yeah, she's I had a to go Google her afterwards. Apparently, she's a food critic. Didn't know that. Yeah, she's a, it... the Guardian's food critic. That must be quite a job. Like you, you would eat so much nice stuff, but it would just be constant. You'd eat just so much food. Yeah. And this was one of the ones I found most interesting because she has some really funny insights into, well, really fancy restaurants. And so it's her job to go and eat at these places. Um, and what was what was incredible was her um, main dish she wanted was chips and curry sauce. And I was like, I love this. One of the people who's probably eaten, you know, food from the world's Michelin best stars chefs. and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, incredible. And if you, you can eat all that menu. nice food, meet, uh, eat at some of the world's best restaurants, and then go back and be like, you know what? If I could have any meal, it'd be chips and gravy. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
<laughs> this was so good, yeah. And she talks a lot about um, being a, f- uh, a food writer and food critic and how when she goes into restaurants, people kind of freak out and she has waiters who are always like, oh, oh, you okay there? You okay there? You know, that sort of thing. And uh, are always, you know, trying to be as best they can. Um, it, it's, you know, she had some incredible insights. Uh, also taking the mick out of MasterChef and uh, those sorts of things as well. So uh, I'd really recommend listening to that one as well. You know, what someone I'd never heard of. I kind of, when I saw this podcast, scanned through the list of, I think it's about 10 episodes they've been through now. I think it is 10, um, yeah. Yeah, and picked out some of the names. So uh, Richard Osman is episode three. That was very good. Uh, Nish Kumar, um, Tom Kerridge. They're the ones I know anyway. There were a lot of uh, comedians, but... They've had some I other looked through and didn't well. know any of them, so I was like, "Yeah, this will be fun." I don't think yeah, I was one a of the guys who won man. Bake Off. Yep, haven't Go seen on. Bake Off in a few years, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Neither do I. But you know, this show was one that I certainly wouldn't have listened to had it not been recommended to me. And I, again, I really enjoyed it. It was so well done. Uh, you could tell they've they've got kind of a professional production going on straight away from the beginning um yeah what did you think mate yeah yeah really really enjoyed it um as i said easy listening uh comedy stuff really really quite funny um really interesting to hear about sort of people's lives and different food inventions they've come up with is always great um especially i especially loved the second episode because um grace was sort of ripping into james and that was great and asking them what they had (laughs) in their fridges which was just incredible he was like yeah have a have a jar of pasta sauce but no pasta which i thought was (laughs) great and uh yeah that was that was such a great episode oh that was brilliant yeah because she was totally convinced that they weren't foodies at all and was like of all of the things if you said to me hey we're doing a podcast of all of the things I could have written two sides of A4 of other things that, you know, would have been more likely that they're making a podcast about and yet they're doing it on food. Uh, it it was very funny and it was great to hear her kind of take the mick out of those, those guys a bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 so the, pasta sauce was, he didn't even buy it. It was a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Which I yeah. thought, oh man. Oh, that was so yeah. funny. Um, and then Richard Osman was their third guest, who is the comedian dude behind the laptop uh, on Pointless. That's where I know him from anyway, but he's been on a lot of other shows as well. I uh, recognize House his face. I think he's been on Master. like eight out of ten cats and stuff. Yeah, he's such a funny guy. Uh, yeah, in, yeah, maybe one of one of the more old school comedians, but was very funny. And he again kind of played along with them. Uh, as well and kind of what was really funny about him was he was picking holes in the format a little bit and he was kind of going off off piece and against the rules in some of them so that was really funny what was really funny as well is some of the sound effects they had were blatantly ripped off the internet as yeah, you know, a boiling a boiling pot of pasta or a blender and they just chuck it in to chop up the show a bit it was so random, like the 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 time at which they put those effects in does not really fit the fit the episode at all. But I just found it great; it was funny. Anyway, as ever, it, it's kind of hard for us to give you a picture of this podcast without you just going and listening to it, which I think is what we'd always recommend. But as ever, we're just going to do it for you. So we're going to do Callum and Ewan's dream menus as if we are on off menu. Uh, so I've prepped my new one. Have you got yours there? Yep, yep, I have mine. 
I have mine. Yeah, because this was your your challenge. So uh... it was my challenge, uh, and we haven't showed each other either. And considering nope. you know we're brothers, we were brought up on almost identical food. I wonder how different these are. Yeah, I'm a very boring eater. I'm not picky, but I just don't. Yeah, I, I'm not that adventurous. So, uh, Fair enough. We, so mine might be a little boring. Okay, I'll hit you with my starter. This okay. this was the toughest one for me because uh-huh. I think there are some really good starters, but also oh, wait, oh, wait, first off, bread or poppadoms? Oh, bread, bread or poppadoms? I forgot. Ah, always poppadoms. There is nothing yeah, better than agreed. that. Always poppadoms. What tips are we going for with this? I don't care how good your bread is or how nice and warm it is and there's loads of butter. No, no, no. Like poppadoms, there is nothing better. Indeed, uh, indeed, yeah. And and you can eat so many as well. They don't really fill you up, whereas bread does. Yeah, and also you've got that like little four-stand spinny thing with all so the sauces cool. on. Yeah, and that yeah. is just the best thing ever. I could tip what, most of that onto the plate and just scoop it up with poppadoms. Exactly. What sauces are we going for, though? Are we going for the standard four, or what, I, what are we doing? I like the standard four. So that being, for me anyway, mango chutney, that mint yogurt stuff. Yeah, um, I, I was going to I was gonna bring that up. I have no idea what it's actually called. Yeah, no one knows, do they? <laughs> it's the mint yogurt stuff that goes with poppadoms is what it's called. <laughs> and sometimes it's white, and sometimes it's kind of yellowy colour. <laughs> Yeah. And but it's always the same thing. I don't know what it is. Someone let us know anyway. Um so yeah, what we've what have we got? We've got mango chutney, that mint stuff, lime chutney they always have, you know, that sort of spicy pickly stuff. Yeah. And then uh really finely cut up onion and all that sort of thing in like a I wanna call it a raita. Is it that? Is it like a kind of salsary thing? Um, I can't picture it, so I don't know. <laughs> no? Okay. Anyway, so they always have that. Also, on this show, they talk about um, how it's kind of the big man move to kind of, if you've got a stack of poppinoms on a plate and oh, you're about to share them. painful. Yeah. Like, who does that? Apparently, they who know people that? who will just kind of karate chop it down the middle to break it up into loads of pieces. I'm sorry. Not even your poppadom, but the stack of poppadoms. If someone did that to me, they'd be gone. I was like, no, no way. Um, I, I, they, they were talking about this, and all three of them agreed that there's always some person who does this. And I have never met such a person. And none of my I think friends I'm lucky. are animals. Like, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, was, yeah, they, yeah, they'd be gone from my life if they did that. It's just, it's just not acceptable. I don't want your hand jams on my poppadoms. Yeah. And so, yeah. Please, uh, if you if you've seen someone do this, write in and tell us if they're still in your life. <laughs> yeah, and if not, you know what we would suggest. Uh, yeah, so you would go for the standard four sauces, then, would you? No, I wouldn't. Oh. So, oh, so hang got... on, I I reckon you're going to sub one out for cranberry, uh, that cranberry sauce. Well, okay, I was going to think more proportions, but cranberry sauce does sound dope. <laughs> well, apple sauce might be good. Oh no. Yeah, oh, no. it's sweet. It's like mango chutney. That's too far. I have yet to try it, but I want to try applesauce and poppadoms. Oh, God. No. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to put it in there, but you know what? I really want to try it. So so they always give you the, the mango chutney, the, the white stuff that we don't know what's called, and then a load of other crap that no one ever touches. Okay. So I don't think... I've just thought about this. I don't think I've ever touched any of the other stuff. So we're going to have mango chutney and the white stuff, but yeah. like a bunch of mango chutney. Okay. Like I want a ton because I want 
the the poppadom is just it's just a way of getting the mango chutney into my mouth <laughs> that is socially acceptable. Yeah. Because like if I just got a spoon, then that wouldn't be great, would it? It's sat there in a in a it's, restaurant just spooning mango chutney. It's like, like how it, chips chips are just the vehicle for the sweet curry sauce in McDonald's. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. So um, so yeah, a bunch of mango chutney because it's it's just amazing, and then the white stuff because you know a bit of variety. What you just have those two? Yeah, because I, I don't think I've ever touched the other ones. So in your little four pot standy thing, you'd have like two of each right two of each but they have to be in like a cross pattern otherwise it wouldn't look right <laughs> okay <laughs> fair enough fair enough i yeah i wouldn't disagree with that i just quite like the other ones as well so i'm gonna keep it totally traditional um well, we're just going for the, the bulk standard four then are we yeah also nice. who... at least we agree on the poppadoms yeah carry on people keep p- picking bread and i'm like why why would you pick bread see bread is pretty good but it, it, as I said already, it's too filling. Like if they gave you bread after your meal, I'd be like, yeah, that works. But like before, no. Yeah, I know. I kind of always think that restaurants are shooting themselves in the foot there because people would order, if they're still hungry, more sides or dessert or whatever. But no, they've stuffed up on two and a half loaves of bread before the meal and then can't eat the rest. Yep, yep, definitely. But uh, anyway, the bread's pretty good. They're just not like poppadom level. Yeah, nothing's yeah. poppadom level. <laughs> oh man i think we just spent like 20 minutes talking about poppadoms yeah we did uh so okay. starter do you want me to go first or do you want to go first i put poppadoms my starter anyway yeah carry on you put poppadoms as your starter well actually no i'm gonna i'm gonna change it now yeah Go carry on, on Callum. okay so while you do that i'm gonna talk about mine <laughs> my favorite thing is well if i could break the rules here i would pick all of the starters in wagamama's I think they are amazing, all of them. But if you know I had to pick had, one... I've never had a starter at uh, Wagamama's. No, I've been known to just order four starters. <laughs> you know what? I think that is a really smart way of doing life. Yeah. Because they're not that expensive, so you can order four. And you can pick any four you like, so you can like mix and match. Yeah. It's like and Japanese also, they don't give you the like they don't give you the filler crap. Like they don't give you the like salad and the the weird stuff that they put on your plate. They just give you the like the meat. If you order <laughs> chicken wings, you get chicken wings. Yeah. So yeah, it's smart. It's smart. Well, yeah, I do do that quite a lot because I love all the starters so much. But anyway, the one I will pick is the Wagamama chili squid. Like that is so. It's like imagine this, like slightly scored. Uh, breaded squid that's like deep fried and they do this like amazing chili sauce if i could buy that in a bottle i would i don't know what it is it's not the normal sweet chili it's kind of clear but syrupy but has chili oh it's really good if anyone's been there you will know what i mean it's incredible that is my favorite ever um yeah can I talk about breaded squid for a second? Go on. So you know we were in America. I think uh, I think you'd already gone home at this point because you you buggered off early. But um, <laughs> we were in America and we went to um, uh, where was it? Uh, Malibu, okay. and uh, by the Malibu beach there is a uh, sort of by by the side of the road. I don't know exactly where it was. There was this um, sort of seafood place. But basically all they did was breaded, deep fat fried seafood with chips. And that was just their thing. Okay. But it was incredible. You know when you drive past and they are like backing out of the out of the out of the building and like all the way along the road, you know it's a good place. Yeah. 
so uh we went there and it was it was just like one of the best things i have ever had um it took a little bit it, it was just so fresh um the the fish was fresh um it was cooked really well it was just just really 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 good so yeah i think that's one of the best meals i've ever had it was also 30 degrees outside so that helps but yeah. um yeah that was just incredible I imagine it's a bit like how fish and chips always taste better at the seaside, isn't it? Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. To be honest, I think that's all a fallacy. I think it's just because you eat it straight away rather than lugging it in the car home. But anyway. That is true. Although I don't really like fish and chips. Really? So fish is never best battered. No, fair point. I, I prefer fish either in something else or breaded. Breaded fish is actually pretty good. Battered, not so much. And then chips... The chip shop chips aren't the best chips either. They just sort of smush together. Yeah. So I would rather have pub chips or McDonald's chips, which we'll come come to in a little bit, or and like breaded breaded fish rather than um, the battered fish. So I'm not I'm not really a fan of fish and chips, which is like I think a crime for a Brit. But either way, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what's your starter then? So my starter, I went for the roulette chicken wings. What? Because oh! who the hell who the hell doesn't love chicken wings, right? Yeah, fair. But also, who doesn't love the like build up? You're not sh- you're not sure what you're gonna get. I, I think I know a lot of people who wouldn't like that. But anyway, it sounds like great fun. <laughs> also, with mates, it's even better. Yeah. With mates who can't deal with spice, even better. Nice. So yeah, roulette chicken wings, incredible. And who doesn't love chicken wings? Uh, yeah and then i also put breaded squid because i was going to talk about that breaded squid which is, was just incredible fair enough we every wednesday after frisbee training go to the woody which is our like favorite local pub and they do chicken wings for 25p each and it's kind of become this competition now like who can eat the most so my kind of standard order is 20 um Ooh. yeah yeah anyway uh one of the guys there george i think holds the record at the moment for 32 32 chicken wings. Anyway. Who the hell can eat 32 chicken wings? Well, Should I... he fast for like a week beforehand or some crap? Well, I know a guy, so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, he's in the army, so to be fair to him, I think he burns it off. He probably he runs it off. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's a side note, but yeah. So, main. It's my turn, isn't it? I, yes, it is. I think so. I thought long and hard about this, and I feel mm-hmm. like my answer is kind of a cop-out answer, but is as truthful as it I could be. I have a boring one as well, so, so okay. keep it going. Fair. Mine is Mum's Christmas dinner. Specifically two years ago. Uh <laughs> sorry. Do you keep do you keep tabs on this? Yeah, definitely I do. <laughs> is do you have like a little secret scoring? Like you finish Christmas dinner and you're like, oh this one was only an eight. <laughs> well a year of build up. You think about it for so long. And anyway, yeah, so mum's normal like I've got a list of ingredients here anyway. Oh, go on, go on. I want to hear Bang this. Bang in roast potatoes, of uh-huh. course. Um, yeah. you, you've got turkey, but I would prefer us just having beef. But anyway, I'm going to get so much hate for that. No, turkey's dope. Carry on. Okay. Uh, pigs in blankets, cheesy leeks, minimal veg. Like, this is my dream meal. I don't have to eat this every day for the rest of my life. It's just what I'd have, you know... And even if you have it on Christmas, it's once a year. Who cares? Yeah, so minimal veg, as much as mum will let me get away with. Uh, yeah. Of course, cranberry sauce, which is the real hero. And uh, oh, it's so good. really thick gravy. 
Oh yeah, if you can't stand your spoon up in it, it's not thick enough. <laughs> okay, maybe not that far, but you, you, yeah, 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 it's it's a, it's an exaggeration, but still, thick gravy is the best. We do agree on gravy, don't we? Like we do, we do. Sometimes mum or whoever will bring out the gravy, and we're like, nah, ah, right, and go and fix it. <laughs> but yeah, that has happened. Um, so yeah, that is my that is my absolute favourite. There are some other ingredients on there. I've probably missed. Sorry, mum. Have you mentioned the cheesy leeks? Yeah, they're in there. Cheesy leeks. No one does that better than mum. Cheesy uh, leeks are incredible. Nicey crispy they on top. Seem to get burnt somehow. They always seem to get like slightly overdone on top. Yeah, but I quite like them. Like it's that. just mum saying it's pretty good. It's just she always seems to forget it. I don't think it's actually intentional. <laughs> um, I think the only other thing I missed was parsnips. Oh, and stuffing. Like homemade oh, yeah. stuffing, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Specifically, two years ago, I can't remember like yesterday. So, yeah, yeah, I had no idea what it was like to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> right, let's hear yours. Go on. If so, if it's a Big Mac and chips, I don't know what I'm going to say. You underestimate me, Callum. Okay, I worked at McDonald's for two years. A Big Mac and chips is not going to be on the list. Fair point. So, um, so you know, we went to Power of Video in Belfast, like, uh, most of a year ago. Okay. Um, and, well, me and Dad went to a steak place. So we walk in, and it is, like, old pub smoky. Like, you, you, you can properly feel it, and you can't see across the room. So we go and sit down and be like, why is it so smoky in here? And then you realise, when they bring out the steaks, you cook it yourself. Oh. And then they bring it out and it's properly like smoky and you're like, ah, that's why. Because <laughs> it's like smoky, but it also is like, it's like pepper in the air. You know, when something spicy is being like fried. Yeah. It was like that. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Um. So it, it came from that. But basically they did these really, really nice steaks that you, that they would bring out on the, like on the stones that they eat for ages. Um, and you cook it yourself, and the steaks were just incredible. I think I've said just incredible like a bajillion times already, but anyway, yeah, it was great. Uh, steak was the best I think I've ever had. Um, so yeah, amazing. Um, and then I had a side as well. Have we done sides? Oh no, I, I want to get do that. your side. I have an honourable mention to throw in that I did have it in double. Honourable mention, Callum. A mention, yes, a top four style. If you haven't heard top four, go on. It's one of our favourites. Um, anyway. Sorry, that was a weird plug there. Anyway. It was, yeah. Um, is flat iron steak, which is, they've got three that are in London. Um, the one me and Emma went to was in Covent Garden, and it was incredible. Probably the best steak I've ever had. And it wasn't expensive either. And it wasn't like overly fancy. It was just good steak done really well. Um, I think it was like £11, which for a really good steak is... Um, very no, that cheap. really is good. Did it come with chips and stuff? Uh, no, but they weren't expensive, so yeah. Oh, that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. move there, mate. <laughs> yeah, get rid of the chips and just have two steaks. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't be against it. <laughs> yeah, so that was an honourable mention I have. I've got a couple of others as well, but I threw those in at the end. All right, yeah, yeah. Have you got a side? I have got a side. One mm-hmm. little disclaimer I've got for this is that mm-hmm. all of these things I would kind of imagine in my head as me having like half an hour, an hour break between each one. Oh and yeah, so, this is like an all day occurrence. Yeah, so they don't go very well together. I'll concede that. But one of my favourite sides that you just can't top is onion bhajis that you get at a, like a proper Indian restaurant. Like 
they are amazing. Um, I... The only onion bhaji I've ever had has been like um, the Hungry Horse onion bhaji. So I've oh, never dear. had good onion bhaji. Yeah, no, no, that's, it's not a good like benchmark for onion bhaji. Yeah. So yeah, carry on. Like I, I have no idea what good onion bhaji is actually like. Yeah. Well, we always go to uh, an Indian in Lechlade specifically called Cushies, and they do the best onion bhajis I've ever had. Um, and so that is on my list. I When I heard this for the first time, I was like trying to think through mine when Scroobius Pep was on this show. And this is the first thing that came to my mind. And I haven't, you know, with what, three days of thinking about it, I haven't thought of anything better. I need these onion bhajis. They're like... They're really good. Yo, you need to take me, mate, because if this was your first, if this was like your first choice, yeah, I need to have one of these. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not far away, so we'll do that. We need to do that, yeah. Wash your side then before I stop too early. So my side was, um, so you know when you have McDonald's chips, this is my working McDonald's coming out. If you get old chips, they're always not great. Yeah. But if you get like really, really, really fresh McDonald's chips, they're the best chips I think you can get anywhere. Okay. So that was my side. Like really fresh McDonald's chips with the sour cream and chive as well from McDonald's. Oh. Wow. I tried that. The sour cream and chive dip is just in, just just amazing. I appreciate the the size of it, right? It's not a normal size, is it? It's like it's yeah. big. You, have, you also have to pay 20, 20 p for it. Like yeah. Roughly the diameter of like a tennis ball. And yes. Yeah, rather than the little square pots. But mm-hmm. I I didn't think it was amazing. I for me, nothing can top sweet curry sauce. Absolutely nothing. Sweet curry or sweet and sour? Sweet curry. Um sweet and sour's good too, but yeah. When I go to McDonald's, those chips are literally just an edible spoon for that sauce. A sweet curry. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird taste, really, the sweet curry. I, I'm not too sure what I think of it. Like it's okay. I have only really ever eaten it if I picked up the wrong one because I thought it was sweet and sour and oh, then not bothered to go back. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. Just sour cream and chive, especially with chicken selects, is just just amazing. Okay. Oh, we've been really... Well, not that we're waiters, but James Acaster wouldn't miss this. We've missed the drink. They take drink orders first. We should have gone with that. <sighs> oh, we completely missed drinks. Right, go on, drinks. So whenever I'm in a restaurant, I always pick the draft beer. Um, mm-hmm. Me too, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure why. I just always do. It enables you to try a few more. But I think if I could have anything, this is going to be really weird, but I, I would have a Five Guys milkshake. Their milkshakes are better than any I've ever had. They're really good. I've never had Five Guys. you never had Five Guys? Well, we need to change well, that no, too. Well, no, because there's none near us, there. is there? I so the the again the power of video in Belfast the conference we went to was in like a, a shopping mall it was in a cinema in a shopping mall and uh, every day we walked past the Five Guys and never got it <laughs> we were like we should go in there and then never did fair their milkshakes are really good really expensive they're like seven quid but so really like good. typical American style like milkshakes you dip chips in which I still haven't yeah tried overly thick overly sweet very big uh-huh. like they give you. Well, most of a litre, it feels like. It's probably not, but they're big. Anyway, they are really good. Yeah, all, all the draft beer for me. Yeah, so I, I, I either get the draft beer because I know precisely nothing about beer, nor do I really care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we've all but felt like, like that. Yeah. It's all, it's, yeah, that sounds terrible. But like, 
I always like to try something new. So it's like I always get whatever whatever there is or pick a random one or try a different type of beer because I haven't I don't really drink ever so like it's just a yeah I like to try different things. It's the equivalent of buying the second most expensive wine on a wine list and pretending you know what you, yeah you know you know what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I like this one." And then I never remember what it's actually called, so I have to re guess the next time I go in. <laughs> um so that that's my that's my beer thing. Um, if I could have any alcoholic thing, it would probably be um, Disarono and Coke. Fair enough. Which is which is really good. I just love Disarono. Um, so I love that. Uh, I can't think of any. Oh, root beer. Oh, oh my root goodness. Root beer is my favorite thing, right? We, again, I've mentioned this America trip already. And I had it every time because everywhere has root beer in America. And it is just amazing. Or sweet tea. Why don't we have root beer? It's syrupy. It's just, ah, oh, it's so good. They do and it even can't... in McDonald's there, don't they? Yeah, they do it. They do it everywhere. Everywhere you can get Coke. You can get root beer, and it's just so good. And we don't do it here. You have to buy it like the fancy stuff because we don't have the like cheap in in restaurants and stuff root beer. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's 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 the worst because it's my favorite thing ever, but you can't get it anywhere. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh man, I discovered one of those things that we had in America. Um, yep. We went a couple of times, didn't we? Like years and years ago. I remember one day mum came home with, she just found it funny in a, sh- in a supermarket and so bought it. But it was peanut butter and jam in the same jar. And like, you know how you can get chocolate spread that's kind of like swirly? It's like two yeah. bits swirled together like that. I bought that the other day. I found it in Lidl and oh my goodness. It's like childhood memories are back. It's kind of nostalgic, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure Although if I agree I on the whole thing, but y- y- it was still good. Well, it-, it only works if you want peanut butter and jam. Yeah. If you want just just one of the two, then you're screwed. Well, yeah, <laughs> unless but... you want to like try and get as well. But yeah, I don't know. If you really like pe- peanut butter and and jam, then yeah. But I suppose you could try and get some out. Like <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to try and get that just that specific swirl and not the not the jam swirl. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. You know how I feel about peanut butter. I really don't like it. So uh, yeah, that's not one I can I can join you in. Yeah. Fair enough. Right, so where did we get to? We got to desserts, didn't we? Sides, didn't we? Yeah, so we did sides, so we're, we're on to desserts. Yeah. So you go first. So my favourite dessert, I don't often have as a dessert because it's so big, right? So me and my group it's of friends... It's going to be a Sunday. Yeah, me and my group of friends at work, there's four of us. And it's kind of become like a ritual uh, of whenever anyone's had a bad day or you know it's been a long day at work or whatever, we all go as a group to this like dessert only place called Casper's and I th- they've got them in Cardiff they've got them loads of other places we have one in Swindon so yeah, yeah. and it's really trashy and uh, not very good but also amazing uh so they do these huge waffles like the size of your plate um with loads of ice cream and all that stuff so I always have the salted caramel one and there is there is nothing better I think more because of the memories and you know we always go there but I, that is one of my favorite desserts. You, that is instead of dinner. You couldn't have this Christmas dinner. Oh yeah, the, this, it's that. not. They say it's a dessert. Really, it's just it's a reason to have sweet stuff for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that is very very good. Um, I've had a few. They do like a white chocolate and uh, strawberry one. Oh, we're making a huge mistake. I'm doing this hungry. This is bad. 
Yeah, me too. Actually, no, I just had dinner. What am I saying? But yeah, it's not a good thing to do. It's like watching, no one can watch any cooking shows whilst hungry. It's just not a good thing to do. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, um, so that's my dessert choice. A big fan. I went, yeah. I've been to Casper's. It's, it's pretty good. This, yeah, um, I've only ever been once, but salted caramel. Yeah. I love caramel, but salted caramel just, it just doesn't sit right for me for some reason. Like people love it, and I, uh, I don't know. It's the best caramel. The mixture of salty and sweet, I'm, I'm just not too sure. It's like it's... sweet and salted popcorn. Never had it. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> How have I experienced all these things and you haven't? How? Because I live under a rock. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh-huh. Right. Hit us oh, with your man. dessert then. This better be good if you've just shamed mine. I haven't shamed it. I'm just saying I don't like salted caramel. Okay. And my dessert isn't good because I don't ever eat dessert. Oh, yeah, you don't, do you? No, I don't like cake, which is terrible for birthdays. Yeah, fair enough. Mum and Dad just bought me, like, ten beers this year and put candles on it. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's incredible. I want that. It was great. They put, like, a bow around it and everything. Oh, it was... Dad went out, like, ten minutes before. He was like, oh, what do we do? So he went out and got it. It was, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. That was that was great. Way better than, way better than cake, and you don't have to share it. <laughs> Of course. Oh, that's that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You need to you need to like give other people the memos to do that for you. Yeah. You need it. Yeah, I had Victoria Sponge. Okay. Because if there's if there's ever a cake I'm gonna have, it's gonna be that. Because it's like the least sickly of any cake. Oh. But then it's also like light and fluffy with the jam, not too sweet, but not like a carrot cake because who likes carrot cake? Me. So we're so different. I've only just realised this. Carrot cake. Yeah. And coffee cake. Coffee cake's okay. Carrot cake, not so much. Oh, wow. Anyway, yeah. uh, Victoria sponge, because it's not too sweet, not too heavy, light, fluffy. And uh, yeah, I just like Victoria sponge. So I've had a few people that I know from work or from, you know, just friends listening to this show. And have said how me and you are so similar, right? Similar voices. Pe- apparently, people can't tell us apart. I disagree. I'm, but a, anyway. bit, I'm a bit more squeaky, I reckon. But yeah, yeah. carry on. Um, and then also, people who know me from work know I'm very nerdy and techy, and so I've heard you and been like, "Oh, they're exactly the same." We need to show show them this show. We are not the same. I've just realised. I've been enlightened yeah. just now. Uh-huh. Well, we've lived apart for like the last three, three and a half years, Fair so enough. we we our interests have sort of diverged a little bit. Um, and no one has educated you on food, anyway. Okay, if you if you want to make a list of like the things to show you and do it, <laughs> homework for the if next. You, if you want to feed me food, like go ahead. Now, fair. As soon as you go to Canada, you'll experience all the new things, the Tim Hortons, um, and uh... or just eat Chipotle every day. Yeah, that was like my. I was like, right, where are these unis set, and where is the nearest Chipotle? <laughs> yeah fair (laughs) because they have like 13 in toronto so like yes please yeah have you heard Um, of tim hortons it's like a coffee place. oh yeah yeah tim hortons and they do double doubles so they have double cream double sugar there's one in belfast oh yeah there's two in cardiff so if we get a power of uh oh well you've got them in cardiff yeah first place in the uk yeah exclusive nice oh yeah yeah i haven't i haven't been uh where well, i was near one it seems to be a, a recurring theme here um but yeah i've never been i need to try tim hortons when i go um and apparently chick-fil-a is opening a place there as well 
um, which is going to be amazing because Chick-fil-A is amazing. Were you with us when we got Chick-fil-A? Yes, it was, yeah. It's really just good. like McDonald's, but just way better. Yeah. It's like you merge KFC's chicken with like McDonald's chips. Like the dream team. <laughs> it is the dream team. And Chick-fil-A has it all. So that kind of wraps it up then. So our dream meal. Um, I hope everyone doesn't mind us just covering these shows and doing it for ourselves. But I, I found it very fun anyway. Enlightening experience. It um, is, it is. Especially this one. Apparently you, you don't agree with me. <laughs> no. Oh, damn. I forgot my honourable mentions. I had a... Honourable mention, yes. Mention, yes. I had a yeah. an enlightening experience. Another one. I keep saying that. Uh, okay, the other yeah. day. Domino's brought out a cheeseburger pizza. Have you had it? That sounds something horrifying and kind of American. Yeah. Brilliant. So normal pizza, cheese, tomato. But on the top, you've got broken up bits of like beef patty with gherkins. And then you've got the like cheese sauce on top with some other like salsary bits and all that. And oh my goodness, it's amazing. That's just a meat. That's just a meat pizza. No, it's not. It's confusing. You put it in your mouth and you're like, oh, it's a cheeseburger. Like it's a double cheeseburger from McDonald's, but it's not. It's a pizza. And it's confusing, but it was amazing. I would have it again and again and again. Okay. I expected like... I don't know, them to put, like, meat and then bun on top or something horrifying. But no, that sounds like if you were going to go call it that and then go for something sort of moderate, that that's what you would do. So, yeah, I, I'd be willing to try that. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one was that um, Mongolian Grill in America. Do you remember that? Mongolian Grill. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um yes yes i do uh all you can eat with like a bunch of um well yeah mongolian stuff plus sushi it was great it was some perfect combo and they had this like noodle bar that you'd pick all the ingredients up and you'd give it to the dude and he'd make it and yeah when you think it was just nostalgic as well because we went when we were like six years old so well, it was yeah i think i was about 11 but anyway like it's nostalgic as anything i wish i could go back there it's really good um anyway so yeah that's kind of our roundup of our dream dream menu um so yeah if you've enjoyed this at all uh do let us know first of all but also we would really recommend um listening to off menu you listening to far more interesting people than us uh and james acaster and ed gamble are two of the funniest guys i've ever heard so they are very good um i would really recommend it i jumped in straight episode one probably recommend to do that um they're about an hour long they do them weekly uh, and it's only just started. So it started in December. So um, you haven't got much to catch up on. So and you can get up to speed. Uh, Not yeah. too many inside jokes. And... No, exactly. And for all the people that were telling me I need to listen to this, like I think it's three or four people that were like, you need to listen to this. It's really good. Um, fair enough. Good shout. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, if you have any that, any podcast you want us to cover, please do. We're all up for doing that, even if it's com- completely unlike any of the ones we've covered before. Um, we, we'd we really appreciate that. So uh, let us know. So I think that about wraps it up for episode four of Show Focus. Uh, today we've been talking about Off Menu by James A. Caster and Ed Gamble. We'll check the link to that in the show notes so you can go and subscribe and have a listen there. I think both of us really enjoyed it this week. So uh, we would thoroughly recommend going and listening to that. Um, again, if you do want to leave an iTunes review for us, we'll check that link in the in the, in the show notes as well. Um, we'd love to have you back next week. 
Um, so yeah, I I've been really enjoying Orphan Black. I've smashed through to episode nine now. It's getting really good. Oh yeah, go on. Yeah, uh, so we're going to talk about uh, Orphan Black now. We did this last week. We talked about the first three episodes. Callum has moved on uh, past that, I think, to episode nine. So if you haven't watched that, definitely go watch that before you come listen to this. Um, there'll be nothing after this. So uh, if you if you don't want to go watch it and you don't want spoilers, then you can just uh, leave the podcast now and you won't hear any spoilers. So uh, you won't miss out on anything either. So uh, definitely go do that. So we're going to talk about uh, up to episode nine of Orphan Black. So go on, Callum. Yeah, fair shout. Don't want to ruin it for everyone. Um, oh man, it's getting so good. I is it? You you enjoying? This? Yeah, you've got me hooked now. Like goodbye exams, oh. goodbye work. Uh, yes, <laughs> you can join my procrastination. Ignore those. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it it just keeps turning and turning and turning. Um, and again, stuff keeps popping up that uh, I just completely wasn't expecting. So where are you up to? Um, I can't rem- remember off the top of my head what episode nine so, is. So um, what's her? What's Sarah's kid called? Uh, Kira. Kira. She got hit by a car. Did you see the after Kira gets hit by yeah, a car? Yeah, but so, yeah, I did. And what was the thing they found in her body? I didn't understand that. So basically, she gets hit by a car. A lot gets crushed. Yeah. And then she survives and heals in like two days. Oh, is that it? That's the thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, she got hit like she hard. She got smacked by a car at like 50, 60 miles an hour and survives. Oh, that's nuts. That's so cool. Is it just like the... I, oh, I reckon, don't tell me, but is it just going to be the Neolution uh, regeneration thing? I, I reckon that's it. Anyway. Yeah, so... It, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you because, yeah... But um, yeah, it's super interesting that bit, um, and we're starting to see a little bit more of Helena as well and her personality, uh, which I really quite like. Uh, we had the scene with her in the restaurant with uh, with Sarah. I think we've had that so far, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's get lunch. Oh, what, what did she say? Yeah, she's like Sarah. She comes up to Sarah like uh, looking all threatening, and Sarah's like, "Please don't kill me." And she's like, "I want to chat." Let's do lunch. <laughs> and it's, it's so funny. Like, what? And then, she, and then they go and do lunch at um at the uh, the like American diner style thing, um, and she's just eating this jelly, like scooping it into her mouth and adding sugar to it, and then eating it, and it's just it's just great. And she threatens Sarah, and I just love that whole it's bit. So, it's so weird, but really funny. Uh, yeah, um, Helena is just such a weird character, and I just love her so much. Oh no, I find her well creepy. Yeah, maybe you see what happens later on, and so like her a bit more. But I'm still in the stage like, who are you? What are you? She doing? is properly scary. Yeah. Like she's proper like serial killer. Like this is yeah, yeah. messed up. Um, also, the soccer mom has just flipped her lid and <laughs> done all that crazy. Stuff. You're gonna have to be a little bit more specific, my friend. Oh, does she do that a lot? Yeah. So she is just <laughs> um, or cheated on her husband and has completely exposed her uh watcher person, whoever that is. Um, her neighbor, who's like really, really, you know, nosy. Oh, the monitor. Yeah, the monitor. And so she completely flips her lid and you know has a go at her and exposes her in front of the whole community. And that was really funny. I, I love the kind of like uh, school mum thing, like all the playground bitchiness. It's great. It's yeah, and and uh, Alison is very into that thing. She's very bitchy, and it's just hilarious to watch. It's sort of your break from the like everyone's getting murdered 
everywhere thing. Uh, Alison's sort of slightly separated from all of that. And it's just great to watch, really. And she's always freaking Yeah, and we out. find out that Donnie's good. And then you're like, oh, no, sorry, mate. Like, he got hit by, he got oh, hit with a golf club. The, uh... oh. oh, and the glue gun torture. Yeah, the glue gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, he gets properly tortured. Yeah. Oh. And then... yeah, we had the uh, Sarah pretends to be Alison thing. Uh, yes. Yeah, where where Alison passes out drunk and Sarah has to be. And they're like, her. why do you keep changing? She's like, I just, I can't find the right outfit. <laughs> <laughs> She's just Sarah again, thinking on her feet, like, uh, what do I do? What yeah. do I do? What do I do? Oh, and yeah. now the cops know as well. So the cops know that um, there is a few of them and they look very similar. I don't think they, know, they don't know the whole story yet, but they're catching no. on. And, you know, Sarah, or sorry, Beth is under the limelight a bit like what's going on and they're starting to uh yeah suspect a few things but starting to realize that beth has been sort of covering up some of the uh the catch obinger murder thing but they haven't obviously found out who she is yet they just know that her blood matches um matches beth's and she looks like beth i think yeah and the finger oh sorry and the fingerprints too I love that scene where they go down to the morgue and uh, and the policewoman is, is like having so much fun with it. They're like, hey, morgie. <laughs> they call the dude <laughs> down there, morgie. Oh. Oh, there's so many sort of little funny bits. Um, yeah, I just love it so much. Yeah. And in this last episode, episode nine, Felix is one of the funniest. Uh, where he's, he's still being like very supportive because, you know, obviously... Um, uh, Sarah's daughter gets hit by the car and all that stuff, but he's sort of typically yeah. comedic through the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Is this the... Um, uh, is... Uh, what's she called? Um, Alison had the intervention, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's the whole intervention thing. <laughs> and then she's cleaning out... Um, she's cleaning out Fe- Fe- Felix's, like, loft... And she, he comes in. He's like, uh, "Where are the?" Uh, and she's like, uh, "Yeah, your drugs. Yeah, they're in the drawer." Yeah, I just thought the that paraphernalia. Was yeah, your paraphernalia is in the drawer. Yeah, along with the uh, paraphernalia by your bed. I just thought that was great. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> and then she's like, "Can I come here for a bit?" And he's like, "Oh, all right. You can stay a night." And then she then wants him to come with her to go to that house. I want you to be my wingman. And then after that comes one of the greatest Felix lines. Can you remember what that is? Uh, no. The fetch me something. Gay. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> he's like, I need to change. Fetch me something gay, which I just love so much. Again, that is gift all over the place. That that line, it's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then what's oh, and funny? The, the drugs. Well, no. One of the best lines was where uh, Sarah. Sorry. Oh my goodness, I'm getting them mixed up. Alison walks into the intervention. And they were like, oh, who's this? And she's like, oh, it's Felix. And he's like, I'm the gay friend. And she's like, I'm the, uh, I'm the acting acting coach. Uh, and then the, the vicar's like, oh, that's okay with us here. And he's like, to which? And that was really funny. Which, which one? one? Uh, it was so good. Yeah. Oh, so many good lines from him this episode. And then they end up in the uh, in the bathroom, don't they? Uh, and Alison's freaking out. Yeah, and then she get she puts all her makeup on and then comes out all sassy and just completely does all of them. You missed out the drugs. Oh, yeah. The pills. So she gets out pills and he's like, oh. 
And she's like, she's looking at him like, are you telling me not to take these? And then he's like, <laughs> which I just, again, such a good line from Felix. I just love it so much. Yeah. Anyway, so I've got one <sighs> left and then I've finished season one. Man. I can't remember what the finale so, of season well, one is. Tell me. So you're going to have to tell me in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Yes. I've forgotten. I've been watching. So basically, I started watching from season one when you did, just to sort of remind myself. Yeah. And then I've I've gone up to like episode ten because I've just been sort of watching watching it through. I forgot how fast this all goes through, like how fast they pick up, and you know we've got um, uh, we've got Delphine and uh, and Kasima and their whole thing, and we've got um, Alison freaking out with Donnie, and then we've got Sarah doing all her whatever Sarah does. <laughs> And then Helena and Kira, and it all just picks up so fast. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I'm really enjoying the show. Like, it it feels like it shouldn't be going this fast. Like I said in the previous episode, like it is mm-hmm. is going at one hell of a whack. I I don't know how they've got enough story to cover this, but um, that's what makes it really good. In that I've been known to fall asleep halfway through shows, and that hasn't happened yet with this because you're just, not getting bored on no, this one. It's just so <laughs> you need fast. to keep you need to keep track. Yeah, um, and then there's there's the three two four B two one um, the like uh, DNA decoding as well. Have you come across that? Uh, oh, they found the the kind of like the barcode strip. The yes, and the pattern. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that scene. The yeah, uh, they basically there's they decode a uh, a code within the DNA, and the way they do that, the way they've actually done that is all sound as well, um, which I just love. Yeah, it's a very good show, and there's lots of details to to kind of pick up on as well, isn't there? Um, yeah, science, especially science details, they really do do their research. Yeah, cool. So that wraps up our little uh, orphan like recap. It does doesn't it? We're gonna have to do more of these as we go on. We do. Do you want to do that as like our little after Keep you show up to speed? Not every week, but yes. you know, you know, every so often we'll throw it in. So if you want to continue watching Orphan Black, then definitely do that. And uh, yeah, we'll 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 do a little uh, sister cast at the at the end of every so uh, every well not every episode, but every other episode or something like that. <laughs>